This is a bonus episode of Women Taking the Lead with Jody Flynn and Taryn McCarthy. Your value system is unique to you. And that's how you can really massage your business into something that really stands out, unlike anybody else's. Maybe you're both making the same widgets, but your value system makes your business completely separate and unique and can attract a whole group of different people from the person next to you. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women Taking the Lead. I am here with Taryn McCarthy. We are going to do not the structured format of the interview, but more the feel that you've gotten from the episodes that were released over the summer. I have gotten to a point where I've just been meeting so many incredible women that I'm pulling women from my own journey and my own own adventures and my own network And I want to share them with you. Like when I have a conversation with somebody and they are speaking my language and they're adding to my life, I want them to add to your life as well. So let me do a quick introduction and then I'll get her talking to you. I have here with me Dr. Tara McCarthy, who is a business owner, an orthodontist, and an empowerer of women and men. She is the leader of her family her team, and her community. And she speaks to the strength of acknowledging our core values and honoring authenticity. Her goal is to empower leaders like you to live your very best lives. So amen, Taryn. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. What else would you share with everyone about you so they get a better sense of who's this woman talking to our friend Jody? Who is she? Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jody. This is such an honor. I feel so grateful to be here chatting with you. So thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. So I am, um, I'm an orthodontist from the beginning. That's what I am. I'm an orthodontist and a business owner and a leader of my business. And the short story about me is that I owned a practice. I had a dream. My dream was to have an orthodontic practice. I worked my whole life towards it. I had this beautiful little practice in Massachusetts 10, 15 years ago. And for all intents and purposes to the rest of the world, I was a success. And I was so miserable inside. And to me, I felt like a complete failure. Uh, It was depleting, exhausting, unfulfilling, stressful. This dream that I had worked towards now became just really a nightmare. And it started seeping over into the rest of my life in terms of my marriage and my kids and my own mental health. And I realized that something big had to change. And let's fast forward now to where I am now. Now I'm owning an orthodontic practice, the same thing, the same orthodontic office type, the same work, but I've been able to tap into something that has made fulfillment for me just so um, apparent and made every day wonderful in my business ownership. And I so badly would love to share that with other women and business owners in the world, because I think that this is a common problem Mm -hmm. amongst men and women, 
I just know women so well because these happen to be my colleagues and my sisters and my friends. But I think we often get to this place where we've developed something beautiful and then we, in all the hard work and the hustle, we, we neglect the important things and it becomes overwhelming. And the same thing we were dreaming for becomes stifling. And, mm-hmm. um, and so that's my story. And I just want to be able to share this with people so that I can give to other women what I learned mm. in terms of finding that fulfillment in your dream. Yes. And and that that's a great segue because I can talk about how we met. You were selected as one of the speakers for the Maine Women's Conference. Yes. And I was not involved in that process. We actually connected on LinkedIn. And then I realized like, oh, she's going to be one of the speakers at the conference, which was really cool to meet you in advance of that event. And we got together in a coffee shop and, you know, you never know how those meetings are going to go. They're never awful, but like some of them, you're just like, oh, that was a nice meeting. I'm glad I met her. But I left our meeting just feeling like super charged up and on fire and it, we didn't have enough time. It was one of those meetings where I think it went like 90 minutes and all of a sudden we were like, oh my gosh, I have to be at my next appointment. Like we got to go and we had to cut it short and because we were just on fire, just, you know, that feeling of like, not just like minds, but we were each adding to the conversation with our own perspectives and experiences. But I think what would be um, hugely helpful because what we were talking about was a lot about what you shared in your presentation at the Maine Women's Conference. So share with everyone what, what your session was about. Well, the, thank you for that. And yes, I agree. I also had a great time at that coffee <laughs> coffee shop. It was a wonderful afternoon. So thank you. Um, but my presentation at the Maine Women's Conference was entitled Empower Your Business with Passion and Purpose. And I think that really touches on what I was just talking about, about how to infuse that passion and that that enjoyment of your business again in your life. And one thing that I think it really makes a big difference is tapping into your own value system. So a lot of that takes kind of introspection and looking into yourself and really asking you those questions, which I think we don't always ask. We all talk about having values. We all have values, but not many of us have actually sat down and listed what our values are. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great exercise to do, to sit down and say, okay, what are my values? What is the most important thing to me? What is true to my authenticity? What is true to who I really am? Because your business is who you are. It doesn't matter what business you're in. If your business is going to be fulfilling, you have to incorporate your value system into that business. And not just in the way you promote yourself or the way you present yourself, but in your business model, in the way you hire, in the way you handle uh, difficult situations, the way you handle failures, by just articulating my true values, it's been such a great resource and a guide to come back to when I have big, important decisions to make, whether it's you know business acquisitions or mergers or partnering up with someone or agreeing to be on a podcast with someone, does this align with my value system? And if it doesn't, it's a very easy, almost unemotional decision. Yes or no, this does or this doesn't. And it's been so powerful in my business because 
what that's meant is I'm attracting people and clients and patients and other colleagues who have the same value system as I do. And if you don't, then they're not attracted to me. And that's not something we don't jive and that's okay. Right. But it's, it's not a right or wrong thing. It's about what do you value? What do you hold important? Absolutely. And it also is the key, I think, and this is what I was talking about in the presentation, is to making yourself unique in whatever business platform you are, because your value system is unique to you. And that's how you can really massage your business into something that really stands out, unlike anybody else's. Maybe you're both making the same widgets, but your value system makes your business completely separate and unique and can attract a whole group of different people from the person next to you. Right. In terms of your value system ends up in your brand. And by brand, um, I want to be really clear about what I mean by that. It's it's the experience that people have interacting with you and your widgets right, or your company. So <laughs> at like a lot of the decisions in terms of like colors and feel and location and, you know, there's a hundred different decisions, but your value system goes into all of those and encompasses you know, your brand, which then sends a message that people have an easier time identifying, am I aligned with this? They don't even, probably don't even think about it on the conscious level, but there are certain brands where we feel like, oh yeah, they're that, like, I get this brand there, like makes perfect sense. And other brands where you're like, that's just not me. Um, and Taryn, before we go on, I really, um, there were a few things that came up when you were talking. So one of them was, you know, on the flip side of things, like if you're not the business owner, but you're in your career, your values are just as important. So I yeah. want you to listen from the, the perspective of like, this applies to your career as well, because you're in choosing, you're choosing employers, you're choosing career paths. So it's just as important for you to be aware of your value system. So it's easier for you to identify, is this a good fit for me, right? Because sometimes we take jobs and we're like, all right, well, the pay is good. The benefit structure makes sense. And then we're in there for three months and we're like, this is a nightmare. Like what happened? Like I, you almost feel deceived, but you didn't investigate or you weren't sure about what was important to you. The other thing is it's important to do the work to identify your values because as you said, Taryn, like, yeah, we all have values. We're making decisions based on our values. But here, here's what I see um, in my coaching business. Sometimes we're living according to other people's values and not our own because maybe our, our parents or our community or our friends said, this is important. We went, okay. Mm-hmm. And you took on one of their values, but if you examine your values and really challenge it, like how important is it more important than something else Absolutely. in my life? You start to realize like, oh, this, this isn't as important to me as I thought. And if you can let that go all of a sudden, like Taryn said, the decisions you, you're making in your life and the choices you make for yourself are easy. They're no brainers. They don't have to be emotional, emotional but they can be enjoyable. Absolutely. And I love what you said about it not having to be only about a leader of a business. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I feel strongly that everyone is a leader, whether they're a leader of their business, of their family, 
or even of them, their own selves, yes. just their own body and my dreams. I'm a leader of, and I mm-hmm. and I think this speaks to anybody in that leadership position, if you will, because even if you're working for someone, you have an opportunity to make your position unique based on your value system. And like you said, you will only choose to align yourself with a company and work with a company if that value system is in alignment, if you both are speaking the same language in terms of what's most important to you. And sometimes it's just what's important to me right now. Maybe my values will change, and they do. As we go through our lives, this is a completely fluid thing that we have to keep revisiting and say, okay, at one point my values were these, but now they've shifted a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now my values look a little bit different in terms of the priorities. prioritize my values. You know, something that many people um, will list as their values is family. So family's a value, they're very important to you. Well, that val- that family value might never leave you, but sometimes it takes on a different position in your list. Yeah. Of and it shifts. The expression of that value shifts too, because for a younger person, actually seeking out a partner. Yes expresses the value of family because you are, you're dating and you're having fun, but you're doing all of that with the end goal of having a life partner. And then you have your life partner and you're like forming your life, but then you're having kids and that. So how you express that core value of family looks different at different phases of your life, depending on what's going on too. So yeah, absolutely. And it's so powerful as well as a mother and a parent, as I'm sure many of your listeners are, is recognizing your position as a leader of your family unit. And it's still critical to establish what are our values in this family and where do we stand? And once again, it makes those decisions for you and your family easier as well. Well, let's just go back. What were our values here? What, does this align with our value system or not? And it can take out all the, that negativity and the judgment in the moment because you've established your value system when you're in a you know, place of high vibration, a really comfortable, calm place where you can say, look, without any threats to me or without any urgencies, I can come up with my list of my values. And I know and I feel that these are true to me so that when I'm in a place where there's a little bit of stress or anxiety, or I need to make a decision imminently, I can go back to that list and say, okay, what did I know when I was in a calm place and I was ready to establish what my value system was for me? Mm -hmm. I, I love that for any type of leader, any person who's in leadership of themselves, their families, or their business, or even in a community. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it's it's an ongoing, for myself, I'll share this, and this tends to be true for other people as well. So I believe I'm speaking a truth here is, and it's an ongoing practice of yeah. honoring those values as well. It was a game changer for me a few years ago when I actually wrote down health and wellness. That was like one of my top values in my life. And now all of a sudden, how I eat, my workouts, sleep, hydration became Mm non-negotiables. And that really changed um, myself, you know, because you talked about you're a leader of yourself first. So I was leading myself first, but then also how I was showing up for people, other people changed too. Does that mean it's a perfect practice? No, but the interesting thing about values is when you are not living according to your values, you feel it. 
you feel it right away. You're, you're like, something's off. I'm not, you know, and it wasn't like a should, like I should be eating well. I should be sleeping. It was, I am not well. Yeah. And I am not feeling good about that. And I need to get back on track. And, you know, and, and I could feel it in my business. It has, like you said, it had ripple effects in my life. It wasn't just my own health. It was like my effectiveness in my business and my relationships and all that, you know, so like identifying your values is the beginning. And then it's a practice of, you know, making sure you're honoring those values, not like it's work and it's drudge, but because you will be your happiest, most productive, most fulfilled and satisfied self when you're living according to your values. Absolutely. And I think it really speaks to this buzzword of work-life balance as well. (laughs) You know, we all are searching for work-life balance and everybody comes and says, I want work-life balance. And it's fascinating because your balance looks different from my balance. Mm -hmm. And my balance 10 years ago looks different from my balance today. Mm -hmm. And that balance, I think, you know, when we're all striving for it, a big part of it is your value system. What your, you know, at one point you put that um, health and wellness right at the top of your priorities list. That was a very big value system of yours that was at the very top. And then it became habitual. So maybe it shrank a little bit down mm-hmm. to the bottom of the list because it's easy now. You've yep. incorporated your eating habits or your exercise habits and now it becomes a part of your daily routine. So that's not as much a priority in terms of where you put your attention. Mm-hmm. But I hear you exactly about what you say when you feel out of balance, you know, when you're out of balance, Yeah, you know, when something feels wrong and maybe you've established, I'm going to work this many hours, spend this many hours with my kids. And that worked for a few years, but suddenly it doesn't feel right anymore. Then it's time to look back inside and say, okay, what are the values? What are my values that I'm ignoring? Mm -hmm. There's something in here that's telling me that I'm ignoring something important. And Perfect, as you perfectly said, is it something someone else has told me to value? Is yes. it someone else who put a value on me? And maybe I'm listening to that instead of really assessing what's important to me. You hit it right on the head because what I was thinking while you were talking is, I know, like I suddenly had a flash. Mm-hmm. I know what happened that had me not honoring my value of health and wellness. It was people pleasing. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make other people happy. And so I was getting less sleep. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a workout in so I could go do something else for somebody. And here's the thing. It's not that I don't want to do things for other people. I absolutely do. But it's also like finding out that my own balance of what needs to happen for me so that I'm my best for other people. Absolutely. You know, because that was a sacrifice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think There's a judgment as well in our society about mothers as well. You know, women who are both leaders and workers in the workforce and go to work every day or part-time, and then how much time we're expected of them to have with their families. There's a judgment that we put on ourselves that's created by society or by our sisters or by someone who once said something. Mm -hmm. And it's different for everyone. And you can find quality time with your children or your family or your partner that's unique and um, purposeful 
and maybe doesn't last as many hours. You can't judge it in terms of number of hours. Right. You can only judge it in terms of the quality and the presence that you're able to give in that moment. And that speaks exactly to your other point in terms of being able to take care of yourself so that you can be present in that moment, so that you can honor each one of those value systems that you've incorporated or at least written down for yourself and identified as being important. We're going to take a quick break right here to talk about a tool that is definitely in alignment with my value system, Text Expander. You can unlock your productivity. That's another buzzword for me with Text Expander. Mac users upgrading to Catalina, Text Expander is ready and working. Text Expander works everywhere you type, whether you're in Word, Google Docs, email, web forms, and more. My email replies are different every time is another way of saying my replies would be faster and more efficient if I use Text Expander's fill ins and pop up features. Text Expander for Teens helps your new employees get up to speed faster because all the things they need to type right away are already created and in snippets. You may care what operating system you use, but Text Expander doesn't. Text Expander is available for Mac OS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. So visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast and select Women Taking the Lead from the drop down menu for 20% off your first year. So if all of those things sounded good and you'd like 20% off your first year, Visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast and select women taking the lead from the drop down menu. Okay, let's get back to Taryn because she is amazing. This is a great segue because one of the things you had talked about, we've been kind of dancing around it too, is the self evaluation that you need to do. um, And what typically happens here, and I remember you articulated this so clearly, is sometimes when women start doing self-evaluation, what might get them to hold back or to stop is they don't think they're worth it. Yes. Right? Their worthiness of, you know, am I important enough to put myself first or to take this look at what my values are? What has been your experience with that? Absolutely. I think I see that all the time. And it's almost like we reach a point where we think, this feels too good. Now I'm going to sabotage myself. Mm -hmm. You know, when you do work towards something and then you think, Oh, I feel too comfortable, too whole. This feels uncomfortable because I'm used to feeling neglected. I'm used to feeling um, exhausted. I'm used to feeling overweight. I'm used to feeling, uh, you know, lack of energy. So this feels a little too comfortable. I think sometimes when we work towards those things, we almost sabotage ourselves when we get to a place of comfort and um, and value. But I agree with you. Many women don't think that they're worthy of accepting their own attention. Mm-hmm. I think that even spills out into the business world of um, our relationship with money. I think many women don't feel worthy of accepting money from, from their clients. You know, there's a worthiness factor. There's oh, yeah. this uncomfortable relationship that we have with receiving praise and that we know from society Mm -hmm. people will say oh you look beautiful and there's always a remark of how I don't really look that beautiful or passing it off or you know taking the time to honor ourselves and take care of ourselves because we all know that you cannot put your best foot forward 
when you've not taken care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you, we see it over and over again when we neglect those important things, whether it's you know, getting enough sleep or exercise, things that are important to each of us. And I'm not putting that on anybody for right, me. That's mine. <laughs> that happens to be mine. I've identified I need enough sleep. I need to meditate in the morning. Mm-hmm. For me, that's an absolute. And if I don't do those things and exercise, then I cannot show up and be the best person I can for my family, for my team, for my practice, for my community, or even for my friends. Yeah. I, you know, I had a great example of this a couple of years ago. My uh, dental school friends, I have a group of dental school friends and we get together every couple of years and it's a wonderful girls weekend and it's so great to see them and we leave all the other family at home and we just spend time with each other and we look forward to it all year. And this one weekend I came home and I felt like I had been on the sidelines watching my friends all weekend. And I hadn't enjoyed it. I'd been distracted. I had, I felt like I'd forsaken that whole weekend that we'd looked forward to for so long. And I realized I couldn't even be present because I hadn't taken care of myself. Mm. I'd been running myself so ragged. I hadn't been paying attention to my priorities and my values and my needs. I couldn't even be present for a good thing. This wasn't even a hard thing. This was just something that I had to show up and enjoy and enjoy cup of tea with my girlfriends. And I couldn't even accept that time for myself because I hadn't taken care of myself. Mm -hmm. I hadn't filled up my needs in order to be present in the moment. And it was such a great eye opener. All I needed to do was go back to taking care of myself. And then I could come and be everything I needed to be in the moment. And that's tough too. Um, I've had a couple thoughts on, on this conversation too, is you know, I can see where I sacrifice my own wellness, you know, because I don't want to send the wrong message to other people. It's hard to put myself first, you know, so if it's, if it's, for instance, like some friends want to get together at night and they want to get together at six, I know we're typically together for three hours. That's nine o'clock. I'm not going to get home till 10. And some days I have to be up at four o'clock in the morning. That's not enough sleep for me because I'm also an extrovert. So I need wind down time after I get home. So I'm not falling asleep at 10. It's going to be closer to midnight. And now I'm waking up at say four or five o'clock in the morning when I could just ask these friends, like, can we do a breakfast or can I tap out at like seven o'clock? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that would be easy. I do want to see you all. I do want to get together, but I hesitate over that because it's, it's almost like say like I, the fear I have is that the message there'll be what I say, but the message that will be received is I don't want to hang out with you guys. Uh-huh. You're not that important to me. I'm more important than you are. My sleep is more important than yeah. you are to me, which is not all that wrong either, but yes. they are very important to me. And I do want to spend time with them. But right. So this is the like, yes. all right, so I'm not going to get enough sleep tonight because I don't want anyone to feel bad. <laughs> you know, and it's so funny because you've tapped into something that I think is such a strength of women is that we have such an opportunity to support and empower and uplift each other. And, and you just had that opportunity right there because there's this great quote from Dolly Parton. Um, she says, if your actions create a legacy, now I'm going to mis- misquote her, so pardon me, but if, you, if your actions create a legacy, 
that inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you're an incredible leader, then you're an excellent leader. And so how that speaks to what you were just saying is by you showing your friends that you can be that way, that Mm -hmm. you can ask for that permission, that you can give that vulnerability, look, guys, I really need this. This would help me. That allows them to rise to that occasion as well. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. It's, it, that it's okay to take care of yourself. okay to ke- take care of yourself. <laughs> to inspire others to take care of themselves, right? right. It's not just about, about me. I need to take care of myself. But man, I'm giving you permission to take care of yourself too. Look, I can be brave enough and vulnerable enough to say this is what I need. Now you can be brave enough and vulnerable enough because this is important. I think that's such a valuable lesson because even if we're not mothers and parents, we are sisters. We are, you know, we have girlfriends, we have other colleagues who are women. And just by showing up and doing that brave thing by saying, this is what I need, it inspires others to do that as well. Yeah. And it it can be a tough one. One thing I've realized in the work with my clients is you have to feel worthy in order to take care of yourself. You have to see how important you are and your contribution is in order to take care of yourself. And I know the times when I've taken the best care of myself, I felt very confident and very worthwhile, you know, but again, it's a practice. We have to, our mindsets can get pulled in so many different directions that there is work that needs to get done. I'm with you too, where I, I need to meditate in the morning. For me, it's like if I skip my meditation, it's worse than skipping brushing my teeth. It feels that weird for the rest of the day where I feel off all day long. Like I'm not like centered. I'm not in my body. So, you know, but it, it takes something to, to get yourself into that mental space to realize like you're worth it. Like you're, you're important. And this is the work that needs to be done before any of the other work can get done. Absolutely. Absolutely. If only to be of service to other people. I mean, if you, I think that sometimes that helps women who don't feel worthy. If you put it in a vein of in order to be that vessel of service to other people, you have to Mm -hmm. build yourself up first. You can't give something that is empty. You can't, you can't be there. You can't be the person you need to be for others if you haven't taken care of yourself. So if that needs to happen first, if you need to focus on someone else first in order to take care of yourself, then make that your mission. But that's the critical part is taking care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me ask you this, Taryn, in your presentations, when you're speaking to women, and I know some men too, um, around this work, where, how do you get them started? How do you, what, what are like some of the first action steps that you're guiding them to? Well, I believe strongly in putting things down on paper. I think it forces you to narrow down your thinking and to identify what it is that you're feeling. So I like having, I personally love journaling. For me, that's important. So I like having worksheets or workbooks or just um, sentences that can start people thinking along those lines. So identifying your values is a big one. And I think many of us haven't done that before, as I mentioned earlier. So I even offer some suggestions. Here are some suggestions, integrity, honesty, family, you know, and I actually list them. And the list is not complete. And it never could be because it's in your hands and your values are your own. But it's just a way for people to start thinking about what are values. And it's interesting when you first ask someone, what are your values? 
even though they feel like they have some, it's hard to think about them off the top of their, off the top of the head, you know? So I liked, I like asking people to put it down on paper and there's nothing wrong. There could be a value that you change your mind on. Oh, you know what? That's not as important. I hadn't thought of this one. Right. And actually that's more important, but just going through that exercise actually makes a big difference. And then kind of looking at, I guess I'm focusing on it from a business standpoint in your business. How can you start integrating these in every single aspect of your business or your job if you're yeah. working for someone if you're writing an email composing an email how can you infuse these important values and the reason why is because that is what gives you fulfillment when you feel like you've put yourself into your work and you've incorporated what you stand for suddenly it gives back to you mm-hmm. absolutely like suddenly it gives you that value i think one of the one of my crusades is for people who are looking at where they are in their place in life and they're feeling like they're unhappy. There's a strong urge for, uh, or influence from the influencer community to just burn that bridge and start something new. You know, I'm a dentist. I'm unhappy. This was a mistake. I was 19 when I made this decision. I didn't know what I was thinking. And this was a, a bad path for me. And let me just sell this office and become a florist because that's really what I need. Right, burn it to the ground. Yeah, ground. You know, and all these years you've been growing this something. You've been working so hard and creating something. And I really think if we could just identify our value system, identify what's important to you, identify what's what's stirring that passion inside of you. Mm -hmm. How can you take that? florist energy and incorporate it into your dental practice. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a florist and you're miserable, what is it? What is your value system? What have you left along the way? What have you forgotten along the way? Because maybe you were doing what you thought other people thought you should be doing day mm-hmm. in and day out. And so I think there's such great value to establishing that passion and that purpose in your practice that you're in right now? How can you massage it into what you've already worked so hard to create and collaborate with other people on? And now you have something, maybe it just doesn't look exactly like what it should look in order to give you that fulfillment, in order to speak to you and to speak to your passion again. Yes. It's, um, you know, and what I tell my clients, cause I, I do take them through the work of identifying their values. And also as part of the worksheet, one of the questions is, okay, now that you have your top five, how can you live these values in every area of your life? Like what are some ideas of incorporating these values? Because you're exactly right. And there have been studies done that living according to our values actually strengthens our immune system. And when we dishonor our values and we're not living according to them, we weaken our immune system. So if you're somebody who's like getting sick all the time, I'm not going to say this is the only reason. There's many factors that can contribute to somebody getting sick, but isn't it typically the people who are not happy with their life because they're not living according to their values, that those are the people who seem to just get the common cold more often. They're constantly getting um, ear infections, sinus infections, you know, like all sorts of strep and that sort of thing. And it's always a sign for me if someone in my life is just like, wow, I'm like, wow, you're sick again? What is going on? What is at the root of this? Because yes, there are things in the environment that are making you unwell, but your immune system is designed 
to fend those things off. Like it's a weakened immune system that is so susceptible to these things. Um, and one thing I also explain to my clients, because we think of these values as like things separate from ourselves, like it's a bag and we can choose them and take them away. But the reality is your values are, are who you are. They are your identity and they're, they're what you bring to the table. You know, so you're not selecting, well, which values would I like to live by in the next couple of years? No, 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 no. It's what are the values that are most important to you? The question is whether or not you've been honoring them. But once you really get to the heart of, and like you said, sometimes it takes going through the round a few times of being like, is this it? Is that it? You know, the closest ones, because we have a hundred values, but you really want to get at what are the top five? What are the top 10? And making sure you're incorporating those because, you know, when I mean like this is just who you are. This is what you bring to the table naturally. You will infuse this value in everything you do. Like somebody can't spend 10 minutes with me without me, you know, talking about some form of health and fitness, whether it's emotional fitness, physical fitness, like Mm -hmm. mental fitness, that sort of thing. Like I'm always talking about being our best and being strong in many different areas of our life. So I naturally bring that to the table in the conversations that I'm having and I'm listening for it out in the world too, even when I'm not realizing it. And the moment like I come across somebody who's like, yeah, I'm always trying to be my best. I'm like, yeah, yes. Like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I think I have a new friend. You know, that's how it works. And it works in business beautifully as well. Yes. Suddenly success just starts coming to you because it's easy, because it's you. But mm-hmm. as you were saying, you're being authentic to those desires and those important values within you. So now it becomes easy. It's not a push anymore. You're not trying to fill, fulfill someone else's value system right. because that's hard. That's where we find this is feeling uncomfortable and I have to force it and I have to push it and I have to work extra hours to make this happen. But when you're doing it out of your own integrity and authenticity, suddenly the work becomes a little more comfortable and it's not so hard anymore. And that's another place where I find we sometimes put our upper limits. You know, suddenly when business management, when we're running our business and it becomes a little bit enjoyable, a little bit comfortable, we suddenly think, oh no, this shouldn't be this way. I should be battling it. I should be working hard. And it's, it's a practice to sit back and say, no, I'm really living and practicing and working and leading as my true self from my true authenticity. And I can just relax and allow all the success and abundance to come to me because it just does. Yes. And not because it's magic, but because as you just said, you're attracting those people who have similar values. Right. When you allow yourself to be yourself, you're giving those people an opportunity to find you, right? You've now like set off a beacon. Oh, Taryn, this is so (laughs) much fun. Um, And for those of you listening, like, I think you can get it now why she and I were like in a coffee shop, just just talking, 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 and we could go on more. Um, But just to kind of keep this like in a nice little package presentation, um, we'll tie it up here. But before we go, tell everyone how they can connect with you. How can they find you in the world? Wonderful. Thank you for asking. Uh, You can link up with me on Facebook or Instagram at Embrace the Lead, E-M-B-R-A-C-E, Embrace the Lead. And I would love to meet you there. I'd love to hear other people's stories and 
this has just been so enjoyable. I'm so grateful to you. Thank you for this opportunity, Jody. Yes, you're welcome. And for those of you who are like on the go and, and didn't have a chance to write that down, you'll be able to find all the links to find Taryn in the show notes for this episode. And that will be at womentakingthelead.com forward slash Taryn. And what makes her so special is she has two R's in her name. So it's T-A-R-R. Y-N. So womentakingthelead.com forward slash T-A-R-R-Y-N, and you will be able to find her easily. Taryn, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you. I'm just so grateful, and I'm so inspired by the group of women and leaders that you've accumulated here, and I'm just so grateful to all of them for you know, doing the work and trying hard to constantly better themselves. Just by listening to this podcast, that makes you somebody who's trying to be a better version of yourself every day. So I'm so grateful to all of those women who are doing that in our communities. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me and here's to your success.